When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's going to be a fantastic tour of India for the Australian cricket team. Uh, Most of the players are now on their way. Uh, You can hear every ball of the Test Series here on SEN and the SEN Network across the country. Great call team. One man that will be there is Pete Law, the Australian Chief Cricket Writer, who joins us this morning. Morning, Pete. Morning, Chilf. There's nothing more exciting than a Border Gavaskar series in India, I reckon. I just love it over there. And it sounds great on the radio too, doesn't it? Ab- that, absolutely. That, I was going to say... The atmosphere yeah. that comes through on the, on the stomachs. I don't know what it is, but yeah. Well, tell us about it. Tell, I mean, apart from being at the cricket games and watching the cricket and soaking up the atmosphere and they're normally fantastic series, what is so special about just being in India full stop as well as the fantastic cricket that you'll see? Well, I've been travelling to India for 30 years now, Jules, since before you were born, mate. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, and, and in my first life, I was a barefoot hippie uh, travelling India. I'll tell you something, the first day I walked down an Indian street, I actually felt like I'd levitated. I felt like my feet weren't touching the ground. It just was such an exciting, buzzy place. I reckon... If you're, and pardon me if you've heard me say this before, but if you're bored in India, check your pulse. You're probably dead. <laughs> you couldn't be bored. I agree with that. There's too much you going just on. You cannot be bored. There's, there's, there's so few things in India that are familiar. If there's something that will always surprise you, no matter how many times you've been there, whether it's the side of, you know, women in those beautiful, colourful saris out on the ground in the morning with these brooms sort of bent over on hands and knees sweeping the pitch or it's, you know, the guy selling samosas outside or I don't know. There, there, there is just something that challenges you or, or, or gets your attention. And, hey, the cricket's like that too, isn't it? Because basically it's like playing cricket on another planet for Australians, for, for all visiting teams. I, so I wrote down a stat the other day. It'll be near to right, but it's not exactly Rick Finlay played it with gold. Um, 56 tests in the last 10 years in India. They've only lost four. Wow. Yeah. You know, they are so hard to beat at home. England have beaten them three times in Australia once. So, you know, it is the hardest task in cricket. And I don't mind that. You sort of get a lot of people bristling that, you know, oh, they come up with these wickets and they favour India and Indians. But when you consider that Australia have won one test since that uh, 2004 series, mm. which was the last one they won, it, it, winning there and succeeding there is so difficult. It makes it twice as exciting when, when you could potentially do it. And I think that this is the best chance Australia have had since that 2004 series of of winning a series in India. And if they don't win a series, even winning a test yep. is a pretty good, pretty good effort. So is that because of the combination of this is a very good Australian team and there's some questions around the lineup, you know, with Cam Green and obviously Mitch Stark out, mm. which I'll ask you in a sec. But is it also the fact that maybe this Indian team is not quite what it was? Well, look, I'm actually looking at it through the... I think what you say is correct. 
but I'm looking at I, I, I'm just looking at it as a as an Australian fan for a moment, not a not an independent journalist. Yeah. Uh, this team is in a great place. I mean, this this is a team, and you could feel it in the summer. Admittedly, the opposition wasn't great, but you look at this team. But they are at a certain age. They're at a certain part in their career, and most of them are at a certain point in their form line. That is the. That can't be that, that you only get occasionally when all the guys are together like this. I mean, to have Labuschagne, Smith, and Kawaja in such great form is really exciting. To have a bowling attack like they have is very exciting. The green things, the the, the real worry for me. That that mm. is that's the one thing that's upset the apple cart. I reckon. Um, you know, he gives you so much flexibility, Cam Green. To my mind, he's the most valuable player in the team. Um, and the fact that he, they're talking about him not being able to bowl in that first test, that, that's a bit of a... That's, that's, that's put him back in the blocks a mm. little bit, I think, just for the first test. So, so how do you think the lineup looks then for that first test? Is that the case? If that's the case, Green plays but can't bowl, and we don't have Stark, of course, for at least the first test. Mm. How do you think they go in terms of the, the, the bowling lineup? Well, they'd go to two seamers, two spinners. Seems to be the, what they're indicating at the moment, doesn't it? Um, you can't make a call too early. Who knows? I mean, in 2004, it was Nagpur that that produced the green top, uh, which which helped Australia mm. win the series. But uh, look, I, Nathan Lyon, of, of course, is in the team. Uh, Cummins gets the start. I think they go go with Hazelwood, and. I think the other spinning option is Agar, the guy that turns it the other way. He's an experienced spinner. Um, the others have had a bit of experience. It's a very, very tough place for a spin bowler in India, particularly a wrist spinner like Swepson, I think. Um, they're the best players of spin in the world. Uh, and Australia always prefers 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 the um, orthodox spin, so I think I'll just go with Agar and Lyon. I can't remember who said it a couple of weeks ago. It might have been Adam Gilchrist, but when we won it in two thousand and four over there, it was mm. it was a pace attack with one spinner. Is there any chance, given our strength is in the fast bowling, that you could just go with one spinner and use, you know, the part time as Head and Labuschagne, or is that just not realistic? Uh, uh... I, I remember talking to Darren Lehman, I think in sixteen seventeen or, or probably at previous tour, and saying just that to him. I said, "You guys won with Casper, Casper Gillespie, McGrath, and Warren bowling in those tours, and, and they were the only bowlers that took wickets on those tours, and, and they bowled all the overs, just about, except for Michael Clark in that last test, of course." Um, he said. Things have changed so much since then. The conditions, you know, they, they don't provide those sorts of wickets anymore. You know, essentially, what, what we, we know what to expect when you get to India now is that you know, it's going to take turn two days before the toss, isn't it? So, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I think the kind of cricket you play in India has changed a little bit since then. But who knows? Wickets are hard, hard to control, as we found out during the summer. They are organic things. What, so what's it, we're talking to Pete Lawler. He's about to head off to India this weekend ahead of the fantastic series. It'll be Australia v India first test in Nagpur starting on February 9th. So obviously a lot of focus on Virat Kohli uh, and the Indian side and obviously their, their attack uh, with Sh- um, you know Shami as in, in there as well as... But, um, what's, I've forgotten his name. What's the other fast bowler's name? 
Boomer. Boomer, that's it. Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. So, very good form. And they've brought in a, a left-hander who hasn't played much. Unud Katz. Yep. So, so what's the biggest threat to Australia from the Indian team outside of, you know, we all think it's going to be Kohli because he's so good. What's the biggest threat on this tour? Is it is it someone else in their batting lineup, or is it is it the, their attack in local conditions? Uh, I mean, you say it's not the strongest Indian lineup, and and admittedly, you know, they don't have Jasper Bumrah, do they? Um, but Rahul, Gill, Pujara, Kohli, Shreyas Iyer, Ashwin. It's a pretty good lineup, and you know, um, pants out, of course. Yep. But uh, and they'll probably bring in Ishan Kishan. But they've also got this SKY in the squad as well. Mm. So it's a tantalising prospect. I mean, it's great that Coley Coley has sort of found it. Coley and Smith have found their place again, just at the right time, haven't they? So much, so much depends on Smith. I think with Australia, um, you know, he looks he looks like you can just bank runs from him these days, don't you? But cricket doesn't go that way. I, I think he's in the best form of his life. Um, and if he can have a series like he did last time, who knows? So you mentioned you've been, you know, covering or you know, travelling to India, covering cricket for, for 30 years. For th- there'll be some Australians going over there for the first time and we had our um, competition over here and we've got someone going over to the second test at Delhi. Uh, that they they won that competition last fan standing. What would your first piece of advice be for someone heading to India for the first time? Just get out and walk. I mean, just just get out on the streets and 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 walk around it, and just open your eyes and have a look. I mean, if I'm going to Delhi too, I love going to the to the old city, Parkans, which is over there. It's kind of it's almost a walled city. It's too the roads are too narrow essentially for cars to get in, so they're, they're still using um, livestock to cart around the goods in there and the cafes, the tea shops, the sort of uh, merchant stalls. It's just it's that full Southeast Asian cliche. I'm sorry to say, um, but there's also I mean, India has it all now. It's not it's not the country that used to be 30, 40 years ago. You want to do sort of high-end shopping and good restaurants and they do six-star hotels, you know. In India, VIP is not enough. They have VVIPs. <laughs> um, everything's supercharged in India. But, but uh, I mean, uh, I'm a romantic and I kind of like that old India as much as I can get it. That's why I head to the old city, I think, to have dinners and things like that. But just get out and about and don't be scared of the street food. It's fantastic. Well, someone, you said at the start of the interview when you first went to India you were a barefoot hippie. Someone off our 40 Winks Tempers suggests you're still a barefoot hippie. Is that right? Is there a bit of truth to that? Long- I put on my thongs to talk to you because I knew it was a formal event. Yes, there might be a little bit of that. The, hair, the long hair's not there anymore, but yes, I think so. Uh, Pete, it's going to be a wonderful series. We can't wait to hear every ball here on SEN. Uh, enjoy, and uh, we look forward to chatting soon. It's very exciting. Take care, Jules.